Classic. That's Shiana. Hi, I'm Shiana. Welcome to Who You Callin' Holistic. I am here today with my guest, Shanika. Before we get into all of that, I'll give you a nice little intro. Um, we are recording today at GOT Sound Studio. Shout out to Neek. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share to this podcast. Make sure you subscribe to my Patreon and leave a review. When you leave a review, you know, it gets people talking good things about me and it helps me out. Look at me. <laughs> it helps me. This is on Do Not Disturb too, so it doesn't matter. Um, it helps me out and it helps other people know about me and what I'm doing and I need that. So, hi, Shanika. Hi. Shanika Pishi. Yes. I want it to be fancier than it is. Not to say that's not fancy, but I want it to be Pishé. Which is actually what it's supposed to be, um, but I guess my ex-family decided to Americanize it, and it's peachy. Okay. Shocker. People <laughs> Americanizing things, and we'll get into that today, too, because... Well, <laughs> right? Because, <laughs> so, when I was talking to Shanika before this um, interview, mm-hmm. uh, she had been... I, she, I'm saying she, I'm talking to you, but I'm mm-hmm. telling the, the audience... Um, you know, what are we going to discuss? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'll give you like a few things. But I was just thinking like, there's so much we could talk about because I don't know if you realize how much we do have in common. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like overlaying things that we have in common. And I was like, sure. I didn't even recognize that until I was listening to some of your podcasts and stuff. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so you have a pot. Well, you have two podcasts. Yes. One of them's dormant and then one of them is fairly new. Okay. Yes. You have two podcasts. You have Sebastian Harper, Mm -hmm. which is a product line of skincare, body products, room sprays, sage clearing sprays, body oils, candles, mist, uh, candles. So my sister does more of the candles. She does pour one for me specifically. Okay. Yes. And then I have. And that's the calm the fuck down. Yes. Okay. Is. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, so we can cuss on this podcast. Yeah. Okay, yeah it's yes. me. So. What, what kind of question? <laughs> well, I know it's also YouTube, you know. So. <laughs> oh, okay. We're adults. Kind of. Come at me. Um, so yes. And then I have the candle, the calm the fuck down candle. And um, so, and then with my products, I grow some herbs and I infuse it in the products. So I think I gave you a face mist, right? You did. So, the yeah. floral face mist. Floor, it's yes. nice. Mm-hmm. It's a good, good little refresher. Yes. So I, I've been I using have, it. I'm like out in the backyard with a distiller. My dad's like, girl, you out there making moonshine. I'm like, daddy, go inside. Um, mm-hmm. And <laughs> just making face mist. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's what I do with Sebastian Harper. And what, we'll get more into that. Mm-hmm. You also have, um, you do Reiki things. Yes. Shout a out tube. to your teacher. <laughs> Shout out to Shiana. Shout out to your teacher. <laughs> And you do stretchy things. Yes. We have a video together. So people Mm -hmm. are familiar with, if you haven't seen the video, I've made a reel. It's gotten a lot of shares and a lot of, hopefully a lot of clientele at some point for you with it. Eventually we'll get there. Um, But yeah, um, Shinika does all the things. And you also, on top of all of this, have children. (laughs) Yes. Jesus. Two boys. Yes, I know. I'm, uh, yeah, a multi-hyphenate uh, you know, to a T and, you know, when I look back at my life, I'm like, come on, girl, you should have never been in an office. Right. That, that just life was never for you. And I was someone that was just always passionate and really into a lot of things, but you know, just, so I'm 40. So I'm kind of like in that between stage of you have one job, you retire, and then you enjoy the rest of the years that you have 
but I'm also according to whose rules though. It, well, the, the generation before <laughs> okay. you of like what you would see. Got it. Um, and I also now understand the younger generation. They're like, you know, I think I'm going to jump around a little bit mm-hmm. and see what works for me. And if I don't like it, I'm going to quit. Cause mm-hmm. you know, the universe has got my back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I understand both sides. So I definitely feel my Gemini self always struggling <laughs> to be like, maybe I should just go get a nine to five and say to hell with it all. Right. But then I'm like, no, that's just not me Right, Keep going. Life is short. I don't want to be on my deathbed regretting. Or life is long. Life is long. <laughs> it's true. Life is long, but I, I'm like, I always take it to the deathbed. I'm like, I want to look back and be like, you know what? I did what I wanted to do. No regrets. Last breath. I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. And it's funny you mentioned that because, um, you know, I was in massage school in 2011. Mm-hmm. And so I was in my 20s. And even then, we had students that were in their 50s, 60s, even 70s that were like, I don't like what I do anymore. You know, like, I, I had a time with it, whatever. Mm-hmm. I want to do something that I enjoy doing, yeah. and it's time to switch it up. And these were, you know, yeah. retired age people that were still wanting to work and do something to help be of service to others, if anything. Yes. And I think that's what a lot of us are searching for is something to be of service. But you're doing all the things to be yes, a servant. Yeah. And it kind of also reminds me of my therapist who I absolutely love. She told me that um, therapy is like her second career. She was in corporate America, got let go. And she was like at 40, she just went back to school. And mm-hmm. um, I was like, oh my God, you're so awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's never I too late with you as it is. Yeah. It, it really, it, it truly isn't. And, you know, so like I said, I recently turned 40 and I've been kind of like letting go of a lot of things, how I thought life was going to be to how I want it to be. Because I think at 40, you still have as many years ahead of you as you do behind. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, I really need to just rev it up and Mm -hmm. get going. And that's where I am right now. And I often wonder when people talk about having like a midlife crisis, like what age is that exactly? You know, because... (laughs) I know they say it's supposed to be at 50, but no one really lives to 100. So I think right. the midlife crisis is really about, I would say, the 30, I mean, 38 to maybe like 45 if we're being generous. I would say like 35-ish. I was thinking that too, because, but I was like, God, 70 so young to die these days. Well, I mean, but I know, die, it is happening. People but, can die tomorrow at any age. Okay, so okay, fair. So fair. who's to say like there's a midlife <laughs> crisis true. for anybody in particular, yeah. you know? And then that kind of, you know, which we'll talk about brings us to yoga, which basically prepares us to die. It's mm. a beautiful thing. Oh, geez. That yeah. got dark real quick. <laughs> you know, I can bring everything to yoga. You can. Or dark. Because that's, you know. That's you not do... dark. That's well, not dark. Death is not dark. It's... And that's, okay. So that's another thing that, especially the American culture, we have wrong. Death is not dark. We are all going to die. And that doesn't have to be a scary thing. That is just a fact of life. We cannot dodge death. But what we can do is live a life that is beautiful and great. So when death comes, we are ready. And yes. that's why people are scared of death because we are not ready. That's why we say all the great things about people after they died or, oh, I wish I should have done this. Or we do the life changes. Y'all better give me my flowers now. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so. I think also like on top of... um death not being, you know, like a scary thing. Americans make it so sterile. Mm-hmm. So it very much is viewed as like, you know, it's a, mm-hmm. there's like this egg, walking on eggshells around it. There's yes. like this, instead of a celebration, mm-hmm. it was like, I don't know. Have you been in Jamaica before? Um, no, I haven't. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know when I went to Jamaica, like there were like, we're walking down the street, heading back to our hotel or something. And there's like, 
people in a truck with loud ass drums. Mm -hmm. There is like a whole party going. And I was like, what in the world is going on? And they were like, oh, somebody died. And I was like, what? <laughs> I what? experienced that when I went to New Orleans. Okay. There yeah. was, and there, it was like, a, it was a carnival. Basically. Yeah. And I was like, this, this is how I want to go out. Like yes. celebrate me this way, like party bus or like Pretty party much. truck, whatever. Give, bring the drums, bring the band. Yes, mm -hmm. let's do that. But even, you know, like ancient Egypt and stuff, death was a whole nother, it wasn't even like death. It was exactly. like a was whole nother, it was an that. afterlife. It was, exactly. It was like death was not the ending. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, we Americanized it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and when I mentioned the things about you being dark, and I, it's interesting, I have these theories. I don't want to call them conspiracy theories. This is not it. Um, listen, I love a conspiracy theory. I mean, sometimes. I think a lot of us do. And uh, people are like, oh, I can't stand conspiracy theorists and da, 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 they're the worst. But you know, sometimes I like to dip in a little bit. Yeah. Some, you got to explore some of it. But what I've rec recognized and realized is a lot of the Gemini people that I have in my life mm -hmm. are more open and, um, drawn to the darker elements in the, in the work that we do. Yes. You know, like if you look at you and I, how we approach our work, you even have the podcast on horror movies. Like mm -hmm. I, I don't, I, again, I, I live alone. I live near the woods. Okay. So like that's, that's a part of it, but like, I don't want to watch those. I have no desire. Okay. Um, I just, I don't. Cause I'm like, I'm going to have these dreams or like, I'm going to be checking my door over and over, like not my interest. And then my other Gemini friends are the ones that are channelers, mm -hmm. are the ones that are like all the way into the like dark feminine witchy shit. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, look at look at you doing all like you even said you're doing the herbs in the in yeah. the garden and you're making the mists and you're making the yes. And I'm like, so it's a theory of mine. Yeah. You know, these Gemini women that I know, they're more witchy than the other ones that I know um, for sure. I mean, <laughs> once a week, my dad's like, "What are you doing, voodoo woman?" Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm I'm always doing something. I mean, just even from the fact, like, I'll take my scrap fruit and vegetables and, like, I'm throwing them into the woods to, like, have the animals eat them or whatever. Offerings. Yeah, like, mm -hmm. the offerings or I'm, like, you know, putting my crystals out or I'm, like, burning this or that or, you know, um, I was telling my sister about, like, my money box and how I put, like, mountains in there and, and like, Reiki. And she's like, well, what's a money box and this and that? And What is a money box? I, so, um, and I kind of got it from you oh, from hey. when we were doing Reiki because you told me about the box that you have or the container you have um, for prayer. So mm -hmm. My Reiki box. Yeah, your Reiki box. So, um, basically, I just found, like, a really cute box while I was out thrifting and cleansed it, blessed it. And I just put in there just different amounts each day. And then I do my Reiki symbols on it. And then I create like an orb and just, you know, take a nice deep inhale, exhale, and then just hold it. And I feel like the warmth happening. And then I kind of usually get like a shutter and then I know mm. like it's good to go. Sometimes the amount comes through. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it's higher. Sometimes it's lower, but the whole thing is just to be thankful for it all. And, um, that way the universe continues to bless you with more. And then the thing is you're supposed to take out paper after a while and kind of rip it up as if you're spending the money. Mm. So what I'll do is I'll date it and then I'll put an amount and bless it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. And I have it like by my altar and everything. I like so, that. Yeah. I just recently moved my Reiki box from the corner it was in to my altar. So then mm -hmm. I'm like, I feel like it's even more supercharged. Yes. And like, yeah. I don't know why it wasn't on my altar before mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, it's there now. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. But I've cleansed it recently. I've like written down some more things. I've 
um, gotten rid of, because a lot of times whenever I do a Reiki box, I actually put the clients that I've worked mm -hmm. distance Reiki on in there as well. So um, I love that Reiki box. Yes. But I like that yeah. money box idea too. Yeah. But I, I put all the things in there. So mm -hmm. I guess I put the money and the blessings and the manifestations. Yeah. I, it's I like mean, a catch-all. I, I could probably put it all, but I, I don't I feel like I need to keep things separate. So speaking of, and you'll appreciate this because you're always telling people to write that shit down. I have three journals. That so. sounds like some shit Shiana says. <laughs> I do. <laughs> write that shit down. That sounds like some shit Shiana says. <laughs> You're a mom. <laughs> She's the best. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Pat. <laughs> I was just not ready for that. Okay. So, Who's also a Gemini. In case you didn't right. know. Yes, that's right. I remember you telling me that. Mm -hmm. So I have three journals. So one is Jesus. just for... <laughs> I'm a Gemini. Stop. <laughs> so I have one for um, just manifestation. So I write things as if they've already happened. You know how I'm feeling. So right now I'm doing like a 30-day manifestation exercise i have one where i do the same affirmations every day just write them down and 11 times third um so should <laughs> i do three, it 11 six, times i don't honestly i just write okay, it. okay yeah yeah I, I feel like you whatever the rules are you make them up exactly for you. <laughs> sometimes i have to pick and choose because i can get really intense about it mm -hmm. um and so then my third one is just kind of like whatever is in my mind, the good, the bad, the ugly. And I just kind of feel like I don't want all of that energy to touch. Same. So that's why I have three journals. I get it. Um, <laughs> I recently told somebody about uh, the Rocket Book. Have you seen that? I don't think so. It's like a reusable notebook because I was one of those people that had several journals and okay. I did the same thing, okay. especially like if I wanted to write down things that were just in my mind, I needed to get it out. Mm -hmm. I didn't want it with my manifestations mm -hmm. or, you know, the things I wanted to happen already, you mm -hmm. know, even though I was like tearing the page up, but a rocket book is, um, it's got like some special pen. You can also use it to erase and it's got like a cloth that you can wipe it down, but you can upload it to a drive with the QR code on it. Okay. So you can reuse and change pages. You can use all the pages and you can have different folders for your manifestations, different folders for your brain dump, different, you know, like you can have those things. So are you writing with kind of like a stylus type mm -hmm. pen or something? Mm -hmm. Okay. See, I don't know. I, maybe it's like the old school in me, but there's just something about pen to paper. No, it still feels, cause I was okay. concerned about that too. It still feels like a, a good pen. It feels like a, a pen that somebody might steal from you. Cause you know how that is. Like okay. when you get a good pen and somebody's like, Oh, this is nice. I know, cause I love my Sharpie five point. Well, no, this it's good. It's a good one. It's a good one. Okay. I'm check it out. All anyway. Right. <laughs> so, um, back to like some of our similarities and mm -hmm. stuff or whatever. So you are also a military brat. Yes. You are the youngest of three. Mm -hmm. And, uh, what else? I mean, that's some of them, but knowing what you know now and like the upbringing you had, cause I don't know if you were raised in South Carolina or if you traveled before that. So I was born in Hawaii. Then we went to Kentucky, Germany, Missouri. Then we came here. So I came here when I was 10. But so I've been here the longest, but I still don't claim South Carolina. Same. And I've lived I, here like all of my yes, life. Because I feel like the first 10 years were just like the most, I don't know, the prominent years mm -hmm. where we just jumped around. Um, so I still tell people like I'm military. Mm -hmm. Same. And people will still ask where I'm from because I think my accent, just because we've been around so many different people, I can just pick up on what whoever I'm speaking mm -hmm. with. And so I used to get a lot of times like, are you from Charleston? And like, no, I'm not. And it's because my family's from Panama and they have an accent as well. So again, people think 
automatically black accent. You must be from Charleston. Um, well, I mean, nothing wrong with being from Charleston. I <laughs> love Charleston, but I'm just saying, you know, it goes further than that. Um, so, yeah, I've been here 30 years, but like I said, I still don't claim self-care. Mm-hmm. That's okay. <laughs> um, so were you the first in your family to start getting into the, you know, the herbs, the witchy things, or were your brother and sister kind of open to those things already? Um, no. So I was the first, but I wouldn't say I was the first in the family. Okay. Um, I'm like, I don't know how much I should tell. <laughs> so there, 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 there's some witchy things that were done back in the day, back in Panama, mm-hmm. <laughs> that um, my grandmother may or may have not done with my brother who had asthma and she used to make him a special tea okay. to help with it. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's always kind of been there, but then we've um, always kind of had like our superstitions and whatnot. But I would say definitely diving into like the herbal stuff. Yeah, I would say I was probably the first. Because I know for my family, like I know my sister was into Grateful Dead things growing up. So that was my intro to like whatever alternative things. Okay, yes. Um, okay. And like astrology things. I knew of those things, but she wasn't doing Reiki. She wasn't mm-hmm. doing any herbal things. She, you know, it wasn't any of that stuff. But when I spoke to my mom, like about her side of the family, because when I started doing Reiki again, my mom's the Gemini, which should Mm -hmm. be the witchy one. Right. Mm -hmm. But when I, and she does my mom be knowing things she does know. But, um, when I started doing Reiki, she was like, Oh my God. Like when I started doing the Reiki water Mm -hmm. and it tasted different, she'd be like, Oh my God, are you a witch? And I was like, Oh my gosh, here we go. (laughs) And then she would tell me stories about my aunt Mm-hmm. who is a Pisces. Mm-hmm. And for those who listen to this podcast, y'all know I say it all the time, Pisces love a drug, but it's for escapism because they feel all the things. They are so attuned to like the other realms and mystical experiences. So my mom would say that my Aunt Bernie would always have, um, she would see dead people. She would have like wild dreams, blah, 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 blah. And then my Aunt Bernie was the one that drank the most alcohol in the family. Mm. And... um then it was just a few years ago and I was like asking more questions, you know, cause this is what we do now that we're like, tell me more about this part yes, of my family right, that yeah. you, that you didn't want to tell me about right. before. Mm-hmm. Also, why was this a secret? Um, cause that's how that generation does too. Oh keep, everything's a secret. Oh don't talk God, about it. Um, but I was like, I'm just going to let you know, I don't think aunt Bernie was lying. And she, cause she would say like, mm-hmm. she saw, she was like, yeah, Bernie said that all the time. Like, we just always thought she was making it up. We thought she was lying. And I was like, no, <laughs> knowing what I know now. Yeah. Yeah. We, I, I've had that in my family too. And I was just thinking about my son he's a Pisces and he's definitely more the one, he's the one who comes to me. He's like, can you give me your blessings? I have something coming up. And he usually means like, give me, give him some like Reiki mm-hmm. um, healing. Um, I, I kind of also think that intertwines with like mental health as well, you know, just kind of like brush that off like, oh, they're just a crazy and this mm-hmm. and that. Because when you're saying that, I can think back to certain stories that I heard where like aunts or, you know, grandmother or great grandmothers were saying and doing things and they're like, oh, just a crazy woman, da 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 da. And you're like, was she crazy? Mm-hmm. Or was she really seeing this? Or was it like mental health or mm-hmm. what was going on? Um, like we yeah. need more, we need, we need receipts. We need, we need to ask more questions. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's it like being the trailblazer in the family then, especially with children? So, okay. And I guess I'll start with saying like 
horror stuff. I've always been into that. I was watching horror movies before anyone should be watching horror movies. It's just kind of in my blood. Um, and that did come just from my brother. He loves it. Um, I don't know. I've always just been different. And before I struggled with it, um, I was the person liking the quote unquote white people music. Um, you know, again, watching horror movies and just like being into stuff that was considered, you know, white or whatever. So it was a struggle just kind of growing up just as a little black girl, you know, just like wanting to have the friends and fit in, but just really just not being the same. And then just kind of the same with the family, you know, just being the youngest. And I always say I'm the black sheep, but like in a good way. Mm -hmm. um, but now I don't know. I'm just at a point where I'm like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. You're going to see me laying out my crystals and doing this mm -hmm. and doing that. And you're just going to ask me what I'm doing. And if you want to say it's Makalusia, go ahead and say it's Makalusia. So that word is charm. That's the Panamanian thing. Mm -hmm. And what's so funny is, you know, when we're like, Growing up, and we're like playing games. My mom's like, "I'm gonna makalusia you and this and that," and that it means charm. But she isn't someone who probably consider herself witchy. Right? It's like you have it in you. Right? Like you're saying it. Right? You know, whether you're saying it as a joke or not, it's there, and you believe it. Uh, and it's so funny. I just interviewed them for my podcast, and we actually talk about um, two historical figures in Panama that um, one of them has a religious background, and the other one is like a witchy person that instilled fear into kids and the religious yeah. one instilled fear. Well, or the well, witch well, I mean both really. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I was like, well, shocker, but okay. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but yeah, yeah. Um, both did. But so I think I'm just like the one that's more like outward about it. And I'm the, let me make you a concoction person. I remember maybe, 10, 11, 12, I don't know, teens. I, I've just always been into skincare. That's my thing. And reading these magazines, I'm like, can I have $20? Because they say that this um, clay comes from the Mediterranean right. Sea. And I was like, I'm giving you $20 for this. And so you flip to the next page. It's like, here, how you can make your own face mask with oatmeal. So I'm going downstairs and I'm stealing oatmeal and I'm mixing it up and I'm taking the mayonnaise and then why are we finding the mayonnaise jars underneath the sink? And why are you putting garlic in the nail polish? And da 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 da. And you know, I just remember like my sister smirking at me, like, you know, she's so stupid. Like, that's some white shit right there. Right. But I'm like, well, this is what the magazine said right. to do. And I wanted to have a certain look. Right. So I did it. Um, I wasn't into the skin things when I was looking in the magazines. I was, um, or even like playing growing up, I was always outside with the animals though, mm -hmm. which. When we look at our adulthood now mm -hmm. and how it's like, of course, of like course. this yes. stuff makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I was making concoctions for animals mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, um, and bugs. Yeah. And like I had, did you have an invisible friend too? No. Okay. But I do talk to myself a lot. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> I had an invisible friend. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> um, I had an invisible friend. I don't even remember like the name, I, but I do remember like there was, there was something next mm -hmm. to me. So mm -hmm. it was looking back, it could have been like me now and talking to me then or something, you know, yeah. when I think mm -hmm. about the things that we know now, mm -hmm. that could be a whole nother episode. Cause I don't even know how to get into that. But, um, when you talk about white people shit, because I discuss that often on here mm -hmm. and I'm biracial, mm -hmm. but my growing up thing was like a lot of times I was too white for black people and too black for white people. Mm -hmm. So how does that translate for you? Is it the same? Oh yeah, I get called Oreo all the time. Mm -hmm. Get told I spoke like a white girl. Yes, and... whatever that means. 
I mean, you know, the call's coming from within the house, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember like one time getting, remember when you can get like 10 CDs for like 30 cents, mm-hmm, whatever mm-hmm. that scam was. And I got like all these CDs and then like my dad had snatched a box and he's like, what's up with all these white people? You're a sellout. And I'm like. Oh, uh, no. I'm like, I just want to. Listen to Creed. Leave me alone. <laughs> so I didn't have that necessarily. Well, in a way. Okay. Which is all, that's also like an interesting dynamic because mm-hmm. you're trying to, um, it's like you're trying to own up to your authentic self and mm-hmm. be who you want to be. But your parents are like, no. Yeah. Why are you doing that? Why are you right. listening to that? Why are you playing? Because mine was like white Barbie dolls. Mm-hmm. Um, we had white Barbies mm-hmm. and we, we didn't have Barbies that looked like us. Yeah, well, yeah. kind of, not yeah. not all the way. There were very white mm-hmm. or very brown. There wasn't anything that looked like me with my hair texture, with my complex, none of it. So the closest thing to me was one that looked like my mom. And my dad used to be like, stop giving her the white Barbie dolls. Mm-hmm. Give her some black ones. And my mom was like, she don't want to play with those ones. And like, he would try to get those ones. And mm-hmm. I wasn't playing with those ones. But right. again, they didn't, they didn't resemble me. Yeah. Or like people that, that were next to me. See, so with that, my parents, they got me all kind of dolls, like black, white. You know, my sister was huge into Cabbage Patch. and oh, you know, I loved Cabbage that, Patch. Like, oh, I can smell it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so with that, they weren't like, you know, black dolls only. And I know some people, they grew up where it was like, you know, only black dolls. But I don't know. And then also, I think it was like military. So it's like whatever the PX had. Like, right. You know, <laughs> right. Just like, you just get it. It's tax right. free. Um, so, I, you know, I played with all types of toys growing up. But... Um, I don't know. And then now it's like, it bothered me then, but now I can realize, oh, they didn't know better, you know, not just like downing them or anything, but you know, there's just so many things that are really white supremacy is Mm -hmm. instilled in, you know, Mm -hmm. just like, even like, oh, you're one shade, you know, darker, Mm -hmm. like don't tan this and that. Mm -hmm. I love to get a tan or like your color is pretty. I'm like, I like to get a tan too. And I mean, clearly I don't need it, but I like to tan. It feels good. Um, I'm always still saying like, God, one day I just want to get in a tanning bed just to know like that feeling. <laughs> I know it. I know it's terrible it for is terrible. Skin, but I just yeah. want to like know what it's just like. Just to do it. Um, but now I can look back and be like, you know what? Honestly, they didn't know better. We didn't know better. It was just like a lot of white supremacy is instilled in a lot of things that we are taught because listen, rock, all of that, it started within the mm-hmm. black community. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ska, you know, like no doubt, absolutely love them. Mm -hmm. But a lot of that is stolen Mm -hmm. from black culture, mainly Jamaica, ska music. And then it comes here and it's like a mix is put on it. Mm -hmm. So that leads me into the next part. Okay. Yoga. Yes. And whiteness. (sighs) Yes. (laughs) Before before you get on your spiel. (laughs) What got you into yoga? Because you're a yoga instructor. Mm -hmm. So how long have you been practicing? What got you into it? I've been practicing for about 20 years. Um, I started in my twenties. Um, like most people I got into it just like, Oh, let me stretch and whatnot. I, back then I was a runner, you know, working out, doing other stuff and no one likes to stretch. I was like, I'll just do yoga and that'll be my stretch. And, uh, started looking into it more was like really just fascinated and in awe of how powerful our bodies could be and the poses that people could do I'm just like this is absolutely beautiful and I still think it is and um you know put it off for a long time put it off for a long time and then finally I said you know I'm gonna go for my yoga teacher training I'm really liking how this feels you know the breath work all of it 
but I, I need more. Like, how can I share this? Um, how can I teach this? So I got my 200 hour training and learned, I don't know, a damn thing about yoga, (laughs) which was the beautiful thing. And then I, again, wanted to know more. Um, while I was doing my training, it was 2020, the Black Lives Matter movement was happening and COVID was happening and what I was being taught and then what I was seeing come from the yoga community just wasn't the same because yoga is about like sangha, community, and, you know, there's eight limbs of yoga and, you know, some of them are how you treat others, how you treat yourselves, and, you know, we're seeing black people getting killed and all I'm hearing from the yoga community is, Love and light, y'all. I love everybody. And mm-hmm. what happened to all lives matter? And, and putting the black square on their picture. And, or, 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 or waiting until some white illustrator makes a beautiful graphic of George Floyd with flowers around his head that they can post on their Instagram mm-hmm. to make sure it doesn't mess up their aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's got to be the right picture. It can't. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> Bring so, it down because I know, know you get heated about it. I do. I can feel like I, when I see you post things on your yes. story, I can feel it. <laughs> yeah, because and then, you know, when I did my 200 hour and you're just so excited and you want to teach people what you learn. So I was still at a point where I was kind of staying quiet because, you know, I don't want to step on toes. I want to be hired by a yoga studio and fuck them toes, <laughs> girl. Fuck <laughs> them toes. Fuck them toes. That sounds like some shit she says. I mean, well, you know, well, like you said, you see my videos now, you can probably see my progression mm-hmm. of the less fucks that I give yes. as like the days go on and it's just going to continue to happen because like I said, I am living my life up to death and I need to look back and be like, good to go. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I just remember and I, w- and like, there's part of me that still wish I posted it and I've done better now, but I remember when all of this was happening, the facilitator of my training, she reached out and she said something about COVID, which I understand that was brutal as well. But when it came to Black Lives Matter, nothing happened. And I wanted to post yoga teachers, owners, check on your black yogis because we are not okay. Mm -hmm. And the silence that happened from the yoga community, I was just like, wow. Mm. It was, it's like heartbreaking. I feel like I'm about to cry now because I was just like, I'm being taught all this love and like, let's go out and do this. And you know, yoga is not even about the poses, it's about how you treat people and like, okay, but you guys are not even acknowledging that black people are dying and that right. we are not fucking okay right. at all. And um, so it was with my 300 hour, it had social justice, inclusivity in it. And from there, that just kind of became my thing where I was just like, listen, yoga is truly for everybody, but I need to make sure that I'm doing my part to represent that. Um, so that's kind of been where my passion has been lately about it. So how did we get there? Because if, you know, if I wasn't, if I wasn't hit to the game, mm-hmm. then I would think from what is pushed on media and magazines and exercise on YouTube, like any, if yes. you Google yoga, yeah, what I would think is it's some sort of exercise mm-hmm. or, you know, it's a good stretch session that you need mm-hmm. to learn mm-hmm. from a white person mm-hmm. or, um, that's like a size two. Yes. At the and highest. Always in a matching outfit. Of course. Always. Sponsored um, by Aloe. Yes. Yoga. Yes. I or mean, Lululemon. You can, listen, you can sponsor us. Please sponsor us. Okay. <laughs> 
especially because <laughs> because melanin. Yes. Um, but how did we get here? How did it become so whitewashed? That's a great question. Um, so when you, and I'm just gonna say, when you're looking for a training, make sure that you ha- look for a 200 hour training that includes the history of yoga, because when it was brought here, it wasn't, the word yoga was not even used. It was, um, here is in America, like in America, mm-hmm. like in like 1800s, I think it was like the late 1800s, um, Yogananda, um, he never even used the word yoga. He just kind of like talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I think we got here because of capitalism. That's how we got here with a lot of things. Just mm-hmm. like you, it's the impact over intention. Mm. You know, it's kind of like how do you, um, what's that one cult leader that drink the Kool-Aid? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I, like I heard his background and I was like, oh God, he started with like such the greatest intentions, but mm-hmm. something happened and it just went really bad. Power hungry. And I think that's just what happens. People just get power hungry and they want the money and they're just like, oh, I can capitalize on this and I can capitalize on people's insecurities and their fears and their doubts. And it happens to be women, usually white women that you can capitalize on um, with that. I recently read a book earlier this year called The Gospel of Wellness and that's basically what it was because it's usually women. We felt feel like we were not seen at our doctor's offices. Um, you know, we try to tell them what's going on. Like, oh, just do this, just do yoga. Blah, 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 blah. So what do we do? We start following an influencer who starts talking about the same issue, and we're like, yeah, I have that issue too. And they're like, you know how I cured mine? I just ate fruit all day. So mm-hmm. what do you do? You start eating fruit all mm-hmm. day because well, if it cured her, it's gonna cure me. Mm-hmm. And then like, well, you know what? I've started taking these supplements now, and I've been working on this for years, and now you can have this supplement too. And that's how, like, that's what happens. You just go and go and go. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to a friend last night and I know you said, it, and I'm like, I could start a cult if I really want to fuck mm-hmm. around and find out. Mm-hmm. I could start a cult, but there's just that, six, three things, but or six, two, two things. I'm but sorry. there's just We're like that part two. of me where I still have morals. <laughs> so I'm, I know. <laughs> or <morals>. darn. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Gosh, listen. Um, so it's, it's just kind of capitalizing on people's self-doubt, um, and that's how we got here with yoga, you know? What can we do moving forward to make it more inclusive? So first of all, the main thing, and I've even gotten on you about it, is stop talking about, I can't do yoga because I'm not stretchy. And I said, first of all, you're a healer. I am stretchy, though. Okay. Or what, what was it? You, were, <laughs> you said something before, or like flexible, or some something. Or anyways, I was just like... Take the physical out of it. Because you said yoga isn't just... It's not... That's the asana. So there's eight limbs of yoga. The yamas, niyamas, asana, pranayama, pratihara, um, dhyana, dharma, dharma. I'm going to get it messed up. And then the last, last one is samadhi, which is like bliss. And basically we are living our lives to get to like the bliss where it's basically you are kind of outside of your body, just observing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, oh, I've been there on a walk before with a microdose. I okay. just started like smiling and I was like, ha, ha, ha. I had nothing going on in my mind. And I was like, try to think of something and I couldn't. And I was like, this is what bliss is. That's samadhi. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there you go. Mm-hmm. So don't talk about how you're not a yogi. Like I've told you before, I'm like, you meditate, you pray, you heal, 
you're a yogi. And so, so yoga isn't just doing stretches. It's just not the physical. That is just one limb. So I think that's the main thing is that people not need to stop looking at it as just a workout. And that's what kind of have happened in yoga studios. It's uh, a lifestyle. Yeah, it's, yeah, it is. It is a lifestyle. Um, I remember again, during my training, I couldn't make it one night because my son, his school was having uh, like a mother son dance. And the teacher was like, that's yoga. Just like you being there is yoga, not yeah. coming and missing out on that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people need to realize more. It's how you live your life. Mm-hmm. It's not like the stretches that you do or how flexible you are. That's a beautiful part of it. You know, when you are within a pose, for example, take chair pose. People don't like it because you're lowering the hips. The arms are up, but let's relax those shoulders. Let's relax the ears. Oh, but also let's lengthen the crown. Lift that chest. And by the way, did I tell you to breathe? But what is that doing? That's getting you ready for life. I don't want you to be in chair pose thinking about, oh, my thighs, this and that. Yeah, that's great. You're going to get firm thighs. But let's take a little bit deeper. Let's take about take it to, wow, I haven't been in this pose this long. Wow, this is not so bad. Hmm, maybe if I just relax. Let me stop thinking. Let me just stay in this moment. Let me just breathe. Mm-hmm. And isn't that life? Mm-hmm. Breathing. Yes. (laughs) Breathing is, yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Essentially Um, life. (laughs) So that is what I want people to take from yoga. And that's kind of like become my mission. (laughs) Mm, I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, So what are you doing now with some of these, you know, because you, I think, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with my story where I worked at a place that offers yoga things and it's mm-hmm. very aesthetically pleasing mm-hmm. and I felt like the help and I will and I'd never felt like the help and like I felt like the help that time and they still they still follow what I do by the way like I see them on yeah, my and st- I remember they um shout out y'all <laughs> hey guys um, <laughs> um they still watch what I do and I'm like are they just watching to steal the things that I do or are they probably actually- and if they are that's okay yeah Cause you can't take my, my juice with it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'll, I'll tell you the formula for everything. Doesn't mean you're going to be successful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like when people, um, like, you know, we, my sister and I talk about it, like the vendor life and people ask us stuff. I'm like, we'll tell you all because mm-hmm. are you going to be out here every week through the weather dealing with people, this and that? Like, I don't have the patience on. for that. Exactly. Like, come <laughs> I on, you know, I'm like, like, please come to me for my you know, services. File your taxes. This like, let's go, mm-hmm. you know, Come on. Mm-hmm. It's not for the faint of heart, Mm-mm. you know? <laughs> um, so I've definitely have taken a step back from the studio. So I stopped teaching at studios. It just was not in my heart anymore. And I've been having things just kind of come to me. Um, I've been feeling here in Columbia, there's a shift happening mm-hmm. and I've been seeing it happen. And I hope I'm kind of part of the shift. Um, you are, happening. if you say you are. Okay. I'm part, I'm, I'm part of the shift. <laughs> So uh, that sounds like some shit she honestly says. There you go. <laughs> Part of the shift, y'all. <laughs> and just my heart wasn't in it. And mm-hmm. I've been having things just pop into me. So I'm like on my notes app and I have articles I want to write or um, maybe podcast. And I'm actually going to start a Patreon for it because mm-hmm. I'm like, this is going to be behind a paywall because we're going to get real, y'all. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. don't, have to, mm-hmm. don't have to pay for this. There's enough, <laughs> enough have to free, pay for this. There's enough free resources on my Instagram as it is. But I'm like, are yoga studios ruining yoga? Mm. And 
it's been kind of like a resounding yes from yeah. people I've talked to about it. Yeah. And, um, you know, three things that I think that yoga teachers need more pay, more respect, and we should be able to, um, be filed under insurance. Mm, yes. I used to say that about, um, massage therapy. Before. Yes. I mean, there's so many healing yeah. modalities yeah. that need to be under it. Um, cause you know, like I, you know, I went to college, you know, I did traditional schooling, but like me saying I did 200 hours of training is not an easy feat. Mm-mm. On top of that, that does not include the studying that I did out of the classes. That's just the 200 hours I was in front of my teacher. Right. That does include the additional classes I had to take and evaluate, the reading that I had to do. The self-studies the that self-study, you did. The self-study, the teachings like I had to do with other people, to, mm-hmm. like prepping, and then add on top of that the 300 hours and thousands of dollars that I put in. So why should I not make a living wage off of this? Right. And that's become like another thing where – you know, I don't knock it, you know, like free yoga here and this and that, but it's like, you can't really have a sustainable practice if you're just like popping up here and there. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people that are owning these yoga studios tend to be white women that are older or, you know, like have a husband that's established. Mm -hmm. So they're okay with it. Mm -hmm. Um, not me, <laughs> right? you know, I'm the Reba McIntyre song, the single mom <laughs> that works two jobs. And so I'm like, I deserve to be paid what my worth is mm-hmm. and I'm going to get it and I'm not going to budge. Yeah. Um, and you actually, you know, what I push a lot is, and kudos to you for this, because a lot of people, they take the classes, they take the courses, they do all the studies, but they're not embodying the lessons and the work that they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're not embodying and integrating and, and making it that lifestyle. But you actually, it is your life. Mm-hmm. Like even the things you've shared, the way you interact with your kids, the way you interact with the community, mm-hmm. you do embody that lifestyle. So like, yes, you do deserve. Thank you. <laughs> you do deserve. So yes, that's where the Patreon will come from because... Um, I was talking to my therapist and she's like, she always has women, you know, sitting on her couch that do yoga, but they're scared to go to the studio because they're black or, you know, bigger body and this and that. And I'm like, okay, what can I do to help? And at first I was like, oh, maybe I can do like a consulting, you know, 30 minutes and, you know, 30 minutes, $30, you know, and ask me anything. But I was like, well, maybe they don't have 30 minutes worth of questions. Maybe they just want to know one or two things. So this Patreon will be um, people... Of course, there'll be different levels. Submit a question and I'll just like answer all the questions and you'll have access to that. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't, for example, OM. Why do we chant OM? I did it in yoga classes, but I didn't know what OM meant until I took the training. So, you know, people kind of shy away from that. Why do we chant OM? Okay, so (laughs) OM, okay, so we have what's called Shishumna and it's within our spine and it's like the um, life force. So Mm -hmm. that's like the pranayama. And so OM is actually A-U-M, and it's, like, broken down to three different things. So when you're saying OM, it's OM. So going all the way up. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, So it just hits at different parts. Um, So it's just kind of like the vibration that kind of goes out into your body, kind of goes out into life. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if you say it quietly um, and no one hears you, it's, like, vibrating. So one of the – my facilitators and my 300 hours, like chant it and then drink water. And then it'll also change the energy Mm. of that. And Mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty cool as well. So, I mean, but you know, before in class, I'm just thinking, 
oh, I'm just going to do OM awkwardly because my teacher's telling me to do so. Right. Another thing is OM does actually extend um, your exhales. Like if you want a longer exhale, like if you just, you know, exhale regularly, but if you chant OM, like it can sometimes double it. So mm. it just all depends on, you know, what you want to do with it. But I didn't know that before. Right. And there's so much more to talk about with OM, but it's like, at least I know mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. what it's about. Um, and there's a lot of studi- studios that are shying away from using Sanskrit and just trying I, to whitewash it. I don't like that, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I will not forget it was during my 300 hour, uh, there was a teacher, her name was Raquel Bueno. And she, like, mm, she was no Bueno. She, no, she was, no, she was Bueno. She oh, was okay. V shit. Okay, no, okay. I love, no, I love Raquel. Okay, like cool. I still follow her, love her. She'll sometimes comment on my things. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> you know, like, and she was like, listen guys, you want to be in this, you got to learn how to start saying things right. You want to be in yoga, you better respect the history. Mm-hmm. You better respect the language. And that's mm-hmm. learning the Sanskrit. And a lot of people are probably going to take offense to that. But I was like, you're right. Because I yeah. used to be one of those people that are like, oh, I'm not going to say this and that. And that, maybe I don't say all the Sanskrit, but I will throw it in. Mm-hmm. Well, I used to feel like that about um, Reiki. Because, I mean, even in my training and what we're taught and what I teach my students is it's a Japanese healing technique. Mm-hmm. But again, a lot of these things that we hear about didn't necessarily begin there. Like Mm -hmm. it got more awareness there. Mm -hmm. But then I took a Reiki class that was comedic Reiki. Mm -hmm. And it was about um, Reiki taking place in Egypt. And I was like, well, this makes more sense, though. Mm -hmm. Because, you you know, you see the hands on the the higher or whatever, the walls and stuff. And they're Mm -hmm. doing the the hand things. Mm -hmm. And that's the transference of energy. And you're Mm -hmm. like, this makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, like, why isn't this being taught in the way that, but, you know, again. I know. So those are the things that I want to bring because I think everyone should know about it. It mm-hmm. shouldn't just be like a select few. Mm-hmm. It needs to be everyone mm-hmm. if we're going to talk about yoga. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, I think it's one of those, just like you said, you think insurance should be covering yoga. I think yoga, um, along with other things, because I could, I could throw Reiki in the mix with this too, but mm-hmm. just like emotional regulation, those kinds of things, they need to be in schools. They need to be in places taught, um, for people's upbringing, not just like something you get into as, as a hobby right. when you're an adult. Like yes. these things are other ways for us to heal or other ways for us to have support mm-hmm. because you probably have people that you met in your yoga courses that are still, obviously you just said Raquel, but they're still a part of your life. They're still in your community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. community is the overall theme for how we're going to get through this shit yeah. called Song- life. Sangha. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I like community. I can't even tell you just how important it is. And that's just something else I've had to unlearn where, you know, we grew up like you don't tell people what's going on and this and that. You just kind of like stick to yourself. But like I said, you know, single mom, I'm like, listen, yes, I love my kids. But, you know, sometimes I need help and sometimes I need a break. And, you know, I'm thankful like, you know, we stay with our parents, my parents and they're helpful. But sometimes it's like still, you know, like I'm doing a lot alone mm-hmm. and it is freaking 
exhausting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just have Lennox and I'm, <laughs> I'm exhausted at times. Yeah. So like, I can't even imagine. Yeah. So like, please give yourself some grace and like, I, shout and, out and to I, you. And I'm, I'm doing better with that. And I just feel like for the past, maybe like four years since my divorce, I kind of was in like a survival mode, just like go, go, go. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was telling my friend Janelle, you know, Janelle, mm-hmm. shout out to Janelle. Hey, Janelle. <laughs> um, she better be listening. Oh, uh, she will. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> No, she will. My 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 fellow Gemini, I love her. I but I always say like if she and I ever fall out, we're going to therapy because I was like I will not start over on another friendship. <laughs> like y- you are in it till we long die. Haul. Yes, mm-hmm. you are in it forever after life. We're buried next to each other. Okay, um, but. I like she gets it all for me. But I was just like, I really need to give myself more credit for how well adjusted these boys are Mm -hmm. because um, I am someone I don't believe in the like toughen them up for like the world. Um, My boys, please soften them up. No, they're softened (laughs) up. Um, Listen, we cry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I know you said you had a Pisces, so I was already like, like, oh. And then my my youngest Sage, he's a Gemini, so you know we we're we're flighty. We're in the air. God. Mm -hmm. God bless both of us. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I got them into therapy quick. Um, Yay. You, like, they've, they've dealt with stuff. I'm like, you know, they're like, oh, the world's tough. I'm like, they've already dealt with, you know, things on their dad's side that's pretty rough. And mm-hmm. if I was a different type of person, like, they could have been within that cycle. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they don't need any more roughness in mm-hmm. their life. So mm-hmm. if that's me busting my ass to make life as easy for them as it can be, so be it. And that's like where I am, you know, right now, because I've had people like, oh, like, why don't you have a house and this and that and da, 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 da. And I'm like, well, because I am paying for, um, you don't even, mm-mm. no, I know, but I'm just saying, like, you don't no, even I'm have saying, to, but I'm like, I'm like, well, because I'm paying for this for them and that and them and I'm instilling in them and I'm giving them opportunities I didn't have. And for me, that's way better than like being in a house that's empty and saying, no, we can't afford this and you can't do that. And you're just like growing up, not fulfilled. Well, I think, you know, when we look at other cultures, mm-hmm. um, you know, I could not wait to get the fuck out of my house growing mm-hmm. up. And then I went off to school And then um, I had a terrible roommate situation in Charleston. I moved back Mm -hmm. and I moved back in with my mom for a while. And it was almost like that's so frowned upon. Mm -hmm. But like other cultures, it isn't. They do. Like other cultures, it's fine. And like I, you know, whatever works for people, like if that's what you need, that's what you need. But is it other cultures or is it, again, something that's kind of been like white supremacy? Because I remember listening to podcasts you know, during the pandemic and hearing, you know, like housewives, well-established, you're like, oh yeah, we're right now, like I'm on my parents' property. Mm -hmm. They're Mm -hmm. technically living with mom and dad, but why is it cool when they do it? Right. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, we, again, that's something we have to look at. Cause I'm like, my goal is basically to have land that I'm going to give to my boys that, you know, they can build on and whatever. Like, I'm not trying to be up in your business, but know that this is yours. Right. And I don't understand, like, you know, why we can't do that and why that's looked at weird. And, like, 18, you get out and you're on your Mm -hmm. own. Yeah, we're, like, I was still, even now, because, you know, earlier I said something about fake adults or whatever. Like, even now, I'm like, am I really an adult sometimes? You know, like, and when we were in our (laughs) 20s, I remember seeing a post about that before. Like, your 20s are just, like, your late teens, and I was like, that is absolutely right. It is. You're not really all the way mature. Well, and air quotes here. You're not. No, you're not. <laughs> Until 30s. What is it? Until 30 where your brain's fully developed. Yeah. And I look back, I remember, you know, and in my 20s, I was like, 
I got married at 25 and I feel like that's so young mm-hmm. now. But back then I felt so old. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's hurry up. I mm-hmm. need to have kids. And, you know, now I'm looking back and I feel like I'm living in my 40s, what I should have did in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And I, it's, it's funny because I get like, you know, I'm single with no kids currently. Mm-hmm. And I have like the back and forth with people about that because then some of them look at me like, oh, I wish I did it like you. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, but I wish I did it like you. So there's always mm-hmm. like, you know. People... Yeah, hindsight's always 2020. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm thankful for the way that I did it. It Same. wasn't always easy, but I am truly thankful for it. You know, I tell my boys all the time, like, I'm like, you guys were literally like lifesavers. So I, like, that's why I just put so much into them because they literally like saved my life and gave me a reason to live and be better, do better. Um, but Sage, my youngest, he's like, you know, I think I'm just going to stay single till I'm 30 and just work and make a lot of money. I'm like, yes, yes, yes as you should. <laughs> I'm like, let do me do it. That. Yes, do it. Whereas my oldest, he's like, well, I want to have kids. I don't want to wait till I'm too old and da, 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 da. And I'm like, just wait. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm right now, he's like my straight A kid. I'm like mm-hmm. power to you. Cause you know, mommy wasn't a straight A kid. <laughs> and I tell him like, you know, bust your butt for the next few years. Like you're already going to get college credit graduate from college early and you let me know I will start saving now and we'll travel mm-hmm. I will take you on a bomb ass trip mm-hmm. anywhere you want to go mm-hmm. I was like do not rush down to be in a relationship I was like because even because he's like but I can travel with them I said Logan I was like there is nothing like being alone and just being selfish and just doing for as long you. as you can as long as you especially can especially like what I like to tell people because and this might be an unpopular opinion, but sometimes when I see people's like Instagram bios or something and they're like, mom, wife, you know, comma, comma, comma. And I'm like, that used to be me on Twitter. (laughs) And I'm like, what about you? I was like, mom, wife, sister. Like, what about I am this person, comma, then the other titles? Like, (laughs) and I think, you know, and I'm grateful that I had the the lifestyle that I've had Mm -hmm to be aware of that, to, to understand, like, I'm me first mm-hmm. before I'm these other titles, before I can help other people. Like Absolutely. I need to pour into myself. Cause I'm, yes. I'm not shit without that. No. And you, <laughs> yoga actually got me to that, mm. to make me realize that selfish is not a bad word. Mm-hmm. Just like discipline is not a bad word. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another thing that I credit yoga to is these words that we grew up thinking were bad. Like, you know, like, when we don't want to share something, like, oh, you're selfish, you're this and mm-hmm. that. So it gets like that negative connotation mm-hmm. to it. But I'm like, oh, I've got to be selfish. So for me, that is doing my skincare. Mm-hmm. That is doing my yoga. That is waking up a little bit early. So when that alarm. A little bit early. Okay. All right. I'm an early bird. But anyways, <laughs> getting my stuff done. So when that alarm goes blasting at 5.50 a.m. and I hear my son running downstairs like a bat out of hell, I'm ready to greet him. That's with the Gemini, a, isn't it? Yes. Yep. I got a nephew like that. I am ready to greet him with that smile. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter what he throws at me, I'm his constant, which his therapist told me. She's like, I know it's rough on you, but you're his constant. I'm like, but I get it all. She's like, I know, but trust me, it's a good thing. I'm like, okay, I'm tired. She's like, I know, but just, it's good. Mm-hmm. So I'm ready, like, hey, bud, you know, what are we having? French toast sticks, cereals, you know, and. Well, and that's where people mess up. And I tell a lot of my clients that, like, make sure, even if it is 10 minutes, because you can start there. For me, it's Mondays. Yes. I have a whole Monday to myself. But you've got to give yourself time before you give others time. Mm-hmm. If it is 10 minutes of you just like talking to yourself of whatever, like you need that time for you before you pour into others because you yep. get resentful. Yep. And I tell people and see, I even tell people do one minute when they start like meditation and breath work. 
because people always think you have to just like have nothing in your mind. Mm -hmm. And again, that's not what it's about. (laughs) Lies, you guys. Stop. (laughs) You can be thinking all the things. That's how I know when I'm really deep into my meditation. Um, I tell them like one minute, focus on your breath. Don't do any more. Don't do any less until it becomes a habit and then grow from there. Because what I want to do first is instill it in people Mm -hmm. and people struggle with a minute. Mm hmm. One minute mm-hmm. out of how many minutes we have in the day. Right. And then I even suggest next time you're at the grocery store, instead of pulling out your phone and you're waiting in line, just stare at something mm-hmm. and breathe. Because we used to have that. That's your meditation. We used to have that. You know what I used to do when I would go to the banks and stuff? I would pull out a book and read while I wait in line. Mm-hmm. And so I've been starting to do that more. Like I always have like a book with me or something. Mm-hmm. So if I get somewhere early, I was about to do, I was about to bust out my book or read a page or two. Mm-hmm. So, well, cause we're filled with distractions all the time. And yeah. I've spoken on here about that before. You can't, you can't even go to the gas station now without like the TV monitor at right? the gas pump. And I'm like, I don't need sound right now. Do you now. know how many times that thing has terrified? Like, yes. Cause it's always really loud. And you're like, what, what the like, fuck why are you doing? Why up in yes. my ear? Yes. <laughs> why are you here? Yeah. So yeah, those, those quiet moments are important, especially if you are a caregiver, especially if you have children especially if you're just pouring into others, Mm -hmm. like you need that time for yourself. Yes. So shout out to you for the, yes, I give you shit about your early mornings, but I get it. I get it. But also (laughs) that goes into like the dosha. My dosha is I'm an early riser. And uh, that's another thing that we need to stop getting on people about being morning people. And Mm -hmm. some people are just not morning people, Mm -hmm. you know, um, once again, Janelle, she's going to send me a crap ton of texts and voxers at night. And she knows I'm not going to respond. But in the morning, mm-hmm. I'm going to be ready with all my notes. And mm-hmm. I know she'll respond when she responds. Yep. And that's what people need to start understanding. Yep. And stop being so judgmental. Like, oh, you need to get up early. You need to do this and you need to do that. Mm-hmm. Not everybody functions that no, way. No, that's not how my circadian rhythm is set up. No, not at, <laughs> at all. all. And that's totally fine. But we have been instilled into a nine to five life. And then, you know, even with schooling, having to get up early. They've been training us for the nine to five life yes. since schooling. So. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just the undoing of that. Yes, as you become undo an adult. it, you guys. It's going to be okay. Just it, breathe and undo. It will. <laughs> um, so you have, I know you mentioned the Dormant Podcast, Self Created, mm-hmm. and yes. then the Horror Hues. Yes. Um, where you speak on horror movies. Mm-hmm. So, and, yes. So and it's solo. It, well, yeah, it's solo, and I'm bringing people in, and I might bring you in. I'm not, not my, I'm sorry. I am going to bring you in. Hey. So it's a Horror Hughes. It's an urban legend and horror movie podcast told through a black woman's perspective. So, like I said, I've always loved horror movies. Love, love, love them. Loved urban legends. I remember, um, I don't know if it's the movie Urban Legend that did it or if I was doing it beforehand, but I remember just going to the library and getting all the books I can about urban legends and reading them. And I kind of hate how the internet and Snopes came around and started like debunking things. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I want to believe mm-hmm. that there's a crazy old lady behind me and it's actually like a man wrapped up in a blanket mm-hmm. carrying an ax. Okay. Like, right. Let me have that fear because right. that's how I've survived this long. All right. Um, <laughs> It's not a life I want to live. I don't want to think about those things. <laughs> I wouldn't go camping for the longest. Cause I, because you're black. Well, because well, yes. Well, that's, that's white people shit. Okay, but I love camping now. Black folks camp. Okay, get out there, camp, hike, 
We need it. It's amazing. I do hike. Well, I fake hike now, but um, I'd be up for like a glamping before a camping. Like, let me, let me. Okay, that's let fine. Let me dip my toe in it first. Okay, that's fine. That that's fine. Mm-hmm. But g- get out in nature, y'all. Okay, mm-hmm. that is. Um, listen, that's another thing they took from us. Honestly, mm-hmm. I love to kayak. All of that mm-hmm. stuff. Like those were things that. Who do you think taught them? Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah, yeah. Who do you think taught them? It was us. It's not white people shit. <laughs> a lot of white people shit. Or it's black people shit first, okay? It was. It so sure don't be was. coming at me when I say I want to jump in water and swim with sharks and stuff, okay? Or me when I want to do <laughs> mind-altering um, psychedelics and such. Like, these exactly. things were passed down from shamans, and yes. colonization happened. Exactly. Okay. See, look, you're getting me heated. Okay. <laughs> Am I or is this you? So it's just me. It's just me. So I'm like, I wouldn't go camping forever because there was a Friday the 13th where Jason zipped up a girl in a sleeping bag and knocked her up against a tree. And I was like, oh, hell no. Mm-hmm. Jason ain't catching me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because mm-hmm. couldn't tell me he was real. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm terrified of killers. I don't speak. So Michael Myers, Jason, they terrify me. Freddie, he talks too much, whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's like my least favorite. I'm just scared of um, more of the paranormal things because I very much feel like those. That's never done it for me. Well, because I feel like they happen or like exorcism things. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. Let me not say paranormal part, but exorcism things. I'm okay. Because like, those things happen. I can understand like the scared aspect of that. But I guess like when it comes to movie wise, I don't like it because it's so much a jump scare. Mm-hmm. I'm like an 80s girl. I want like tits, ass, gratuitous sex, and then you're going to die. Okay. So that's like, that makes that's sense. what raised me. Okay. Um, so, um, yeah, I've just like always loved horror movies and, you know, I would like listen to podcasts and of course you watch these movies and it's just like filled with white people and white people's opinions. And I'm like, well, I'm black and I like it and I want to talk about it. So I would do it on the self-creative podcast because Janelle, she just does not do horror movies at all. And so I would have people on and we would talk about it. And I'm like, well, I want to explore this more because, you know, horror lives in my heart mm-hmm. year round, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. So, um, and then again, urban legends, just love just reading about urban legends and I want to take it further and just do urban legends, um, from different cultures, different backgrounds. Cause I also love Greek mythology, but mm-hmm. I'm like, again, I do enjoy Greek mythology, but again, we're hung up on like white people mm-hmm. Greek mythology mm-hmm. and other cultures have mythology yeah. as well that yeah. need to be talked about. Absolutely. So the episode, it just, I released it today. I interviewed my parents because like I said, we're from Panama and there's two figures. One's the Tuli Vieja and um, she's known more as La Llorona um, from Mexican culture. And then there's also the Negro Cristo. I'm sorry, Cristo Negro, Black Christ. And so- Black I, Jesus. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I remember the first time seeing, I'm like, what? Jesus is black. Mm-hmm. We were what? Like, we were like, and that's my dad said that was his impression as well. So uh, that's what I brought in. I'm like, I don't want to start with like Greek mythology and be like, let's talk about Athena, even though she mm-hmm. is my favorite. That's great. But I want to hear about like what my parents know and their history and their culture. And I had someone comment. They're like, wow, I never knew this. Thank you so much for sharing this. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I want to do with this podcast is bring stories that um, are told from a black person's perspective that may not be told so greatly from a white person's perspective, because what really kind of was the catalyst as well is um, so my sister and I were vendors I'm like, or with our business, we vend, so we go to different markets, and we went to Savannah for one, and our thing was going to be nice dinner, and we'll go on a ghost tour, because mm-hmm. I'm like, hell yeah, you know, like, I want to hear the dirtiness, like, mm-hmm. whose throat got slit, and all mm-hmm. this stuff. 
I was not impressed. It was like the, everywhere you walk, there's a dead body. And I'm like, well, that's America. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Shania, this is stolen land. So like Shania Twain, that don't impress me much. You right, know? right. Yeah, this, exactly. There's a, there's dead bodies below us This is us America. Now. Right, exactly. Um, and a lot of the stories were told like, and then they lined up eight slaves and they just shot them in the head. All right, and let's keep on moving. And right. like, wait, 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 wait right. a minute. Wait, how did we get here? How did we get here? Mm-hmm. Why were these slaves shot in the head? Because I guarantee you, as slaves, they probably did nothing wrong because they didn't want to be here. Right. What were their names? What were they into? What is their history? Right. And so, like, why are we just sensationalizing it? And there was another podcast that talked about it. It was a black guy that went on tours, and he found out a lot of the stories were actually made up. Mm. And there was one um, story I'm going to do. I learned her name was Alice Riley. And she... Um, I think she was Irish and she was brought here to Savannah and she was owned by someone and they're like, she was considered a witch because she liked to work with herbs. <laughs> not forget my sister turned around to me. And she goes, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what you trying to say? Mm-hmm. And like, again, the whole thing was sensationalized. You're like, you see that CVS right there? Well, that used to be the jail. And that's where Alice Riley stayed until she had her baby. And three days later, she was hung right here. And I'm like, well, okay, you said she was How an herbalist. How did her- we get here? Exactly. <laughs> you said she was an herbalist, so what was her favorite concoctions? Like, you know, like, like let's mm-hmm. let's learn about that. Mm-hmm. So that's what I want that's to bring. That's Gemini brain. Yeah. I, um, I was writing down <laughs> recently, like, what I've learned from all of the signs, and Gemini is ask all the questions. Yes. Yeah, we are. Mm-hmm. Oh, ask all, because my, my mom. Young, my youngest. Yeah, and my mom will, at, like, I'll tell her a story, and she'll ask me something like, oh, well, what does she do or what? And I, don't, I, don't, I didn't ask that. I don't, but people already tell me enough. I don't mm-hmm. need to ask more. Right. Yes. They, yeah. They'll tell me what I need to know. Yeah. That's well, that's where it. I am. I'm like, I want to know like how we went from here to here. What happened to the baby? You mm-hmm. know, all mm-hmm. of that, mm-hmm. you know, not just a, if you listen closely, you might see her walking and mm-hmm. if you're carrying mm-hmm. a baby. She might come and get, you know, like, mm-hmm. all right, well. Everyone has that story, but yeah, let's, yeah. let's, there's let's, one of those dig, everywhere. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Let's, let's dig a little bit deeper. So that's what I want to do with this podcast. So, okay. and then I do, um, want to have guests on. So I had someone on before and we talked about a movie we both enjoyed and it's great. We talked about, you know, the black person's perspective of watching these movies because a lot of times in these films, they have black people doing like the stupid ass white people shit, mm-hmm. you know, tripping mm-hmm. and falling or splitting mm-hmm. up. And so I talked about the blackening, which mm-hmm. was so good. I listened to some and of that, but like, I didn't want to ruin it because I haven't seen the movie yet. Oh, so. okay. Don't, don't. I highly suggest that you watch it's it. It's on my to-do list. Watch it with an altered mind. Uh, I sure will. I'll watch it high. I can say that Okay, on show. watch it high. I'll watch it high. Oh, uh, trust me. You will. They know I get high on this show. <laughs> they should know. There's one scene in it. And when you watch it, let me know. I'm like, this is so Shiana. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Actually, there's a couple of scenes. Okay. But um, I'm glad that you think of me when you see people getting high. <laughs> like, Yay. I may have been high when I watched it. Yay. Too, so that's like, I Yay. was like, I was like having the best time in the theater. I just saw Strays um, with the dogs talking. Yes, I remember. Man. Okay, I saw high. that. Yes. Good times. See yeah. Strays if you have not. It is. I said it's for adults that saw Homeward Bound growing up. Okay. Homeward Bound was my shit. Chance. Yeah. Uh, sassy. I think I like once or twice. <sighs> well, me me with the animals. Okay. See if this was a movie about See, I herbs. feel like this stuff was like so kiddie. You no, know? this was, mm-mm. You know, what, you know what animal movies I watch? One's called like Man's Best Friend where the dog is like attacking everybody. No. 
No. That's actually a good movie. <laughs> like, he actually, like, ripped out the brakes of the husband. No. And, like, the husband, like, got into a car accident and stuff. No. Because he was, like, genetically, like, made in of the course lab he was. and stuff. Cujo. It, it's kind of like Cujo, but it was, like, Cujo on crack. Okay. Like, cocaine bear. But a dog. That, that was good, too. It was. It was. <laughs> so, We're, okay, okay. Anyways. So, anyways. Anyways. Um, and... So, yeah, I want to bring on, you know, people of color to be like, so what do you think about this? You mm-hmm. know, that happened in this movie. And like, yeah, that's some bullshit. And um, I even want to talk about books because I love to read. And there was an author. And in fact, I did a repost. Um, I had someone on the podcast, Brenda Lynn, and she's half black as well. And he did a black character, a certain kind of way. And we talked about how we felt about that. And so that's what I want to bring that you're just not going to get from a white podcast and not nothing wrong with that but it's like they just don't know better mm-hmm. i don't know what it's like to be white and privileged so right. they don't know what it's like to be black and right. not privileged right. and that's just life yeah very six two of you anyway yes. you know <laughs> that role model like nobody's doing it i guess i gotta do it exactly mm-hmm. yeah the, the life we live mm-hmm. it's cool though yeah um <laughs> what is your medicine okay so my medicine obviously yoga meditation breath work reading I've gotten so back um, back into reading a lot lately and I'm loving it karate mm-hmm, is my mm-hmm. major medicine right now um I just started training in weapons and I absolutely love it yay so um yeah that's my medicine of my boys of course you know but mm-hmm. that's a given mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not always sometimes it's okay. it's not the medicine for the for the parents their children Th- that's aren't. true I know yeah but I don't I'm like and I think people know, like, I'm obsessed with them. Like, when mm-hmm. they're gone, I miss their energy. Mm-hmm. Like, I can tell a difference in myself, even though they drive me crazy and I need that break. Like, I miss that energy. So, but I think it's because I instilled so much into them. Absolutely. You know? So. Yeah, and they're an extension of you. Yeah, they, they truly are. Mm-hmm. All the good parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm oh, give, not I'm the like, bad parts? Well, you know, yeah. I'm, I did my best. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, your podcast is out on Wednesdays? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Horror Hughes. Horror Hughes. All right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, check her out for her stretching. Yes. Check her out for her Reiki, her yes. breath work. Mm-hmm. She does all the things. Yes. Sebastian Harper yes. products. Yes. SebastianHarper.com. I literally tell people, Google Shanika Pishi. I'm the only one in the mm. world. That's nice. I feel like I'm the only Shiana Rivers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It kind of worked out. I went anyway. from a green to a Pishi. There's definitely other Shanika greens mm-hmm. out there, mm-hmm. but there's not mm-hmm. another Pishi. Okay. Like, I'll have all of this in the show notes too. Yes, in case yeah, for they, sure. They'll have that. Um, thank you for joining me today. Of thank you. This is great. Yeah. Um, shout out to everybody listening, tuning in. Again, make sure you like, subscribe, share, subscribe to my Patreon. Check out Shanika's shit. Check out my shit. Watch our watch our shit. Support our shit. We're here to do good things and big things for you guys, and we can't do it without your help. So all the shit. All the shit. All right. <laughs> Make sure you meditate and hydrate, and I will catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Who You Call in Holistic. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share. You can find me and all my services on Shiana.com. That's S-H-E-A-N-A-H. 